Adult content intended for an adult audience only. All characters engaging in sexual relationships or activities are 18 years old or older. Contains explicit words, thoughts, and ideas. This story was found on a free website and brought to audio form here. I did not write and take no credit for this story. Please visit the link above to further support this writer. About Last Night by DFW Beast The five of us sat in the living room of our cozy apartment. This little scenario had played out several times before as Lisa, my lovely bride of three years, and I hosted our parents. Unfortunately, this time it wasn't a pleasant Sunday dinner. My soon-to-be ex-wife sat on our couch, bookend by her parents, while my mother sat beside me on our love seat. I felt her squeeze my hand, reassuring me of her support. However, I knew she was struggling with her promise to me. I'd asked her not to speak during this confrontation and to allow me to handle it my way. Begrudgingly, she'd agreed after I'd warned her about what was coming. The only thing she'd said after everyone arrived was in greeting them. However, she had plenty to say earlier. I remembered her words before my guests arrived. I wish your father was here. I just nodded. I didn't have the heart to tell her I was glad he wasn't. No son wants his father to preside over his dying marriage. Added to that, I knew that he and Margaret, my mother-in-law, despised each other, and this meeting would have escalated into World War III. There wouldn't have been any chance my plan for handling this would have worked. I could almost hear his voice. Son, do what you gotta do, your mom and I will stand by you. Then he would have given me that I told you so look and smile. All right, I lied. I missed him not being here. But I needed things to go as smooth as possible if I was going to get through this without losing it. If he was here that wouldn't have been possible. Of course for this to go the way I hoped, I'd have to remain cold and emotionless. A week of stewing on the events of the past seven days had taken me through the emotional ringer. I hoped I was numb enough to pull this off. It was my father-in-law who broke the awkward silence. Danny, thank you for meeting with us. I looked at him and noticed he seemed tired. All three of them did. Apparently there'd been a few sleepless nights in the Thomas household. I actually felt sorry for him. I liked my father-in-law. He was basically a pretty good guy even though at times he could seem spineless when it came to his wife and daughter. On the far side of the couch sat my mother-in-law, the evil dragon of the north, perched, ready to swoop down and attack. Margaret, don't call me Marge, could barely contain her contempt for me. To say that I was her least favorite person for stealing one of her babies would be a gross understatement. The fact that I defiled her innocent daughter before the wedding just added to her reasons that I should be publicly drawn and quartered. Of course the fact that Lisa wasn't a virgin when I met her, well let's not let the facts get in the way of a good reason for a witch hunt. I knew this meeting would be extremely difficult on her, and that thought kept a small smirk on my face. She'd be forced to swallow her venom if they had any hope this marriage could be saved. It couldn't be, but they weren't convinced of that yet. In between her parents sat Lisa, dressed in jeans and a blouse. I thought she looked beautiful. She wasn't model material but more girl next door pretty. Even with her eyes bright red from crying, I could still see the girl I'd fallen in love with five years ago. When I looked at her I found it suddenly hard to breathe and my heart pounded against my ribs like they were an anvil. I may have appeared cold and calm on the outside but inside the pain was still raw. It appeared she wasn't doing any better. Of course, I didn't have much sympathy for her since it was her actions that brought this on us. It was my reaction, however, that disrupted her little sister's wedding reception last Saturday. No doubt the guests would remember Stephanie and Mike's wedding for a long time. Since then Lisa had been staying with her parents. This is the first time we met face-to-face since the wedding. The few times I'd talked to her over the phone were pretty much a disaster so I stopped taking her calls. I'd asked her why and her responses were basically pathetic excuses. I realized I may not have ever really known my wife. I know this has been a very difficult time for the both of you. My father-in-law continued. But hopefully we can talk a few things out and begin trying to heal your marriage. Thank you, Mr. Thomas. I appreciate what you're trying to do but there's really no reason to try resuscitating something that's dead. Thankfully we hadn't had kids yet. The only thing left to do now is to figure out how to bury it and begin the divorce. Danny. Lisa whispered with tears running down her face. I don't want a divorce. I studied her and clenched my jaw in an attempt to stay calm. And I didn't want to catch my wife fucking her ex-boyfriend at her sister's wedding reception. I spat. I guess I didn't hide my anger well. We don't need that kind of language, Daniel. The dragon stated in a condescending voice, making my skin crawl. This isn't your home, Marge. 
I growled. And you're welcome to leave anytime you want. I could see her actually gag as she choked down her response. She shocked me though and didn't say anything. Hell must have frozen over. Danny, I'm so sorry. Lisa whimpered. It was a mistake dash. A mistake? I said, trying not to sneer. Given the response of those on my couch, I apparently failed. Tell me, Lisa, what exactly was the mistake? Was it getting so drunk at the reception you thought it was okay to show everyone how well you could dirty dance with your supposed ex-boyfriend? Or was it when I pulled the two of you apart, and you told me and everyone watching, you don't own me and you dance with whomever I damn well choose? Maybe it was my mistake for taking my eyes off of you. An hour later, I turned around and you disappeared. Then when I finally found you, you're just merrily humping away with that little shit. I sure as hell know it wasn't a mistake when I hit him and kept hitting him until you started screaming that I was killing him. I might have been wrong to stop though because when I turned to face you, the little coward ran. So tell me, Lisa, just where exactly was the mistake? Were you dancing so close that when you looked down you went oops look what accidentally got stuck in me? Danny it was just. She sobbed. I was drunk. I'm so sorry. I don't know what happened. Don't know what happened. It's pretty simple. I'm sure Marge told you about the birds and the bees. That's when the guy puts his thingy in your thingy. Of course after you're married, there's not supposed to be any other guy's thingy in there other than your husband's. Please Danny I'm sorry. It'll never happen again. Danny. Her father interceded. I know this seems really, really bad. I started to respond but he put up his hand and continued. All right, I know it is that bad. He continued. But it was a one-time thing. Son, I know you two can get through this. You're strong enough to be able to forgive her for this. Well, Mr. Thomas, I don't know if I could get past the one-time thing or not. But this isn't a one-time thing, is it, Lisa? I watched her face turn even paler as I turned back to my father-in-law. It seems your daughter was such a thoughtful big sister at Stephanie's bachelorette party that she took it upon herself to show her little sister the proper way to give a blowjob. Apparently Stephanie was a quick learner. I received a great video earlier this week. Surprising how good cell phone videos are nowadays. It might not be porn site quality, but it was good enough to make out the Thomas sisters giving two male strippers a couple of killer blowjobs. Lisa buried her face in her hands. Oh God. She moaned. I wonder if Mike knows? Not the part about her giving great blowjobs. After a week-long honeymoon cruise, I'm sure he already knows that. I'm talking about the stripper part of the story. Somebody should tell him, don't you think? I mean he'll believe that string of crap. It was a one-time mistake, won't he? Phil and Marge were now as pale as their daughter. Lisa's sobs punctuated the eerily silent room. I'll admit what happened next surprised me. I figured that little revelation, concerning the strippers, would put an end of this meeting. I was wrong. First I was surprised she'd been able to stay quiet as long as she did. Next I thought she tried to do damage control and tried to guilt me into staying in the marriage. Well at least until I screwed up and then Lisa could publicly divorce me. That was my mistake. I thought. Seems the dragon believed the best defense was a good offense, so she attacked. You sanctimonious turd. She growled. You sit there acting so smug and innocent. Margaret, please. Phil pleaded. No. I'm not going to let this little piss ant threaten to blackmail this family. Especially when I've got proof he's as guilty as Lisa. To say there was a stunned silence by everyone in the room would have been an understatement. Then she began digging in that backpack she calls a purse. Moments later, like a magician pulling a rabbit out of his hat, she produced a small manila envelope. To be honest, I was a little disappointed that she didn't yell Tada. Here, choke on this. She snarled, throwing the envelope at me. Inside you'll find pictures of your car outside the roadside motel last month when you were supposed to be in Chicago on a business trip. There are also copies of the motel registration. My mother gasped and squeezed my hand. Using the name John Smith wasn't very original. Marge smirked as she continued. But the attendant logged your license plate number. Lisa kept her face buried in her hands and sobbed. Marge wrapped her arms around her, trying to console her. It's okay, honey. She cooed softly. Mama took care of it. I told all the women at the church two weeks ago. I'm sure most people around town know about it by now. When they hear what happened at the reception they'll know it was because he cheated first. What's good for the goose is good for the gander. I was shocked at how calm I was on the outside. Inside my heart was trying to break through my chest while my brain screamed at me to slay the dragon. Maybe I was in shock. I looked through the contents of the package and then gave it to my mother. I noticed she had tears forming in her eyes. 
I gently patted her hand and smiled. Well, Marge. I stated calmly as I turned my attention back to the beast. Before you plan on your own little CSI episode, you might want to brush up on your detective skills. That Chicago business trip was actually a training seminar my company sent me to in order to get certified. I have about 30 other attendees that can vouch that I was at every boring session for all four days. While I was out of town we put Lisa's car in the shop for some maintenance repairs. Want to guess whose vehicle she drove while it was in the shop? Another little piece of information that you'll find interesting. Do you remember the names of the people who work with Lisa down at the Southside Medical Clinic? Come on, Marge. Surely you remember Dr. Sammy? Well, his full name is Dr. Samuel Jonathan Smith. But my father-in-law sputtered. He's older than I am. Yeah, seems your little girl has daddy issues to go along with some latent slut tendencies. Good luck with counseling. Danny? Lisa whispered. Yeah, I know. I snapped at her. It was only a one time. I stood and looked at the trio sitting on my couch. I didn't think I could hold it together much longer so I needed this to be over quickly. I think we pretty much said everything that needed to be said. It's time for you all to leave. Phil stood and helped Lisa to her feet. Marge remained sitting, frozen. I thought at first maybe she was having a seizure or maybe even a stroke, but no such luck. She gathered herself and stood. Staring at me straight in the eyes, she gave me a parting shot. I expected better from you, Daniel. And I expected nothing less from you, Marge. You acted just like the self-righteous, hypocritical bitch that you are. Now get the hell out of my apartment. She left angry, but at least she left. Phil surprised me by giving me big hug before he chased after her. That only left Lisa. When she looked up at me with her beautiful green eyes, puffy from crying and so full of pain, I couldn't stop my own eyes from watering. Danny, I can't tell you how ashamed I am. She said softly. I'm so sorry. Not half as sorry as I am, Lisa. I'm sorry I wasted my love on someone like you. She sobbed and ran out the door. As I closed the door behind her, my emotions overwhelmed me. I rested my head on the door and fought a losing battle, trying to hold back the tears. The simple fact was I loved the lying, cheating whore, and she'd hurt me like I'd never been hurt before. I still didn't know why she cheated but then even knowing the reason wouldn't have changed the fact my marriage was dead. I knew my pain, anger and depression weren't going to go away anytime soon. My mother came over and hugged me. You okay? She said softly. No. I whispered. And I won't be for a while. But I'll get there. You know, your dad would have been proud of how you handled that. Do you know what you're going to do now? I nodded. Yeah, there's really not much to split up so I think I'll take Marge's advice and go for maximum embarrassment. I'll have Lisa served as they're leaving their church on Sunday. I'll also see if I can sue the good doctor and his clinic. Even if I can't win, I'll make sure he's served at work. That should cause a scene. What about Mike and Stephanie? Mom, if someone sent that video to me, there's a good chance they sent it to Mike as well. Even if they didn't, he needs to know. Maybe they can work through it. I hope they can. If they do, maybe it'll stop any future cheating and their marriage will last longer than the three years mine did. I'll email Stephanie and tell her she's got a week to tell him herself before I do. She looked at me and smirked. You're just like your dad. She said, shaking her head. Too bad he couldn't have at least heard our meeting. She smiled innocently and reached for her purse. Opening it, she pulled out a micro recorder. He asked me to record it so he could hear it when I got home. You know it almost killed him not being here today. He was disappointed when you asked him not to come. He understood, but I still think it hurt his feelings. Well, it looks like I'll have plenty of time to make it up to him since most of my future plans are now in the toilet. I slowly shook my head inside. I feel like I've wasted five years of my life. No, she said softly. Not wasted. You just learned some very painful lessons. Hopefully you'll use it to make your next marriage even stronger. Next marriage? I snorted. I'm not sure I'll ever trust another woman enough to marry her. She stepped back and smiled at me. Honey, you're 27. It will take a long time but you'll find some lucky girl who will be special enough for you to try again. My mom. I chuckled. The eternal optimist. She reached up and kissed my cheek. I have to be. I'm still expecting some grand babies out of you. We both laughed. The sound of our laughter reassured me. I'd be happy again, someday. 